Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. You guys are going to love this episode. One of the things I've loved and been talking about a little bit more on my podcast is health. And it's actually a huge thing in my life and me and Luca's life. We're semi-biohackers. We just don't talk about it that much because it isn't my expertise, but I am really passionate about learning about it. And so I met Jazz through my mastermind and she is an incre- owns an incredible company in Western Australia that does meal prep, but she's also a chef and a personal trainer, nutritionist, and she has a depth of knowledge into the quality of the food that we eat. So if you are somebody that is interested in your health at all, or is wanting to improve your health, you're going to love this episode. And for those of you guys who haven't already, I wanted to just share that I have a free training in May. That is called the Olympian Mindset Method. This is for every single one of you that is wanting to up-level your life in any way. I'm going to be teaching you guys the three keys that helped me quantum leap to the Olympic Games, create this life that I have right now, and be able to travel the world and run retreats and own a business and do all of these things. I'm so excited to share this with you because I don't see people talking about this all together, and I do have such a depth of knowledge in this area. It's completely free. Go check it out in the show notes. You can do that now or after the episode, and I cannot wait to hear your feedback, and I hope you enjoy this episode with Jazz. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I have an incredible guest for y'all today, Miss Jasmine Segler. Am I saying that right? I just realized I didn't really yeah. ask you how to say it last time. Okay, so <laughs> I, was waiting. I was waiting to see how it was going to come out of your mouth. I was like, oh, is she going to get it? Is she going to get is it? Am I going to get it? Now? Yeah. And I really um, enjoyed y'all. It reminds <laughs> me of my family. Remind you, America. Um, <laughs> so Jazz is an incredible human being. She's the founder of Active Eating, the head chef, the nutritionist, a nutritionist, and a personal trainer. And I've conveniently met her through my mastermind that I'm in um, with another Jazz as well. But we wanted to bring Jasmine on today and just have a really epic chat about food, nutrition, her business, her journey, her story, all of the things, because it's actually, and it's been fun, uh, Jazz, because I've actually been having a lot more people on in regards to health. And it's a huge, like, it's a huge thing in my own life and me and Luca's life. I just don't talk about it that much because, like I said, stay in my lane. Um, I am not a nutritionist and I'm not a personal trainer, but I think as a business owner and like a high achiever, 
if you don't have your health in check, you have nothing, right? And that like the main source of our medicine is our food. Yeah. And and so I would love to know what inspired you to create your company and business. And so Activating is a meal prep company with really high quality, nutritious, integral foods that serve people all around Western Australia and Australia now. But what, what inspired you to start that? Soon, Australia soon. Australia by the end of the year. Um, love it. So, I mean, I started active eating several years ago. Um, I was working on mine sites. Uh, so I was running gyms, managing gyms on mine sites, um, just a little bit before your time on mine sites. Um, and I would get all of these people that would come into the gym. And back in those days, it was construction. So everyone was on four and one. So you were away for four weeks, you were home for six or seven days, and then you were back up. So everything centered around food. Um you know, like, because you'd only come home for a week, everyone would be like, well, let's go to dinner or let's go to lunch or let's go for a coast walk and get a coffee. Uh, so we'd have a lot of men, more so than women, although women as well, come home and 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 they would come into the gym and they'd be like, so I'm real good when I'm here because I can eat whatever I want and I can eat really clean. And then I go home and it's either buy $100 worth of groceries and watch them deteriorate in the fridge and then forget about them <laughs> they're probably still there when I come back after the next swing or I have to get takeaway and seven years ago takeaway was mm-hmm. truly shit like there yeah. wasn't Zambreros there wasn't really and there was a few Nando's if you were in a real affluent area you may have had a Zambrero but I don't even think that they were around then there wasn't like the organic sourdough pizza place on the corner it was like Domino's it was like Domino's mm-hmm. Hungry Jack's McDonald's Red Rooster all the really all of those and real old school like Chinese yeah. places that are for the MSG yeah. and the yeah um, for my um non Aussies as well Red Rooster is like a fast food chicken place at Hungry Jack's yeah. is oh, Burger sorry. King as well yeah. um and Zambro's <laughs> is like a Mexican place so just doing the translation it's yeah. okay Zambro's is kind of Zambro's is kind of like Taco Bell yes like Taco Bell like the closest kind of yeah Yeah. Um, but the same was in Canada like like up until yeah again more like the past five years anything you can get on Uber Eats was just like crappy food fast food like the cheap Asian food or pizza right yeah and I mean I was in um Houston in 2017 um and I just where I'd started active eating a couple of years before that because my cousin got married and it was, there wasn't any, there was a few mm. like decent places, but Uber Eats wasn't really a thing still, um, yeah. you know, and in suburbia, most of it was like Taco Bell or, you know, Jack in a Box or McDonald's or Subway. So none of it was really healthy. You had to go somewhere to get healthy food, um, mm-hmm. you know, and as a solo person who's trying to spend what little downtime they have because you've come back from four weeks away um, to go out and eat by yourself is something that you're probably not going to do. So I was like, all right, cool. Between that and the fact that all of my um, PT mates were like, I just don't have time to cook. I can't be bothered because PTs start real early in the morning um, and finish mid morning and then have some time off and then come back really early in the afternoon and finish really late at night. So, you know, Mm -hmm. do you, cook in your three hours off? Do you do your work? Do you do your laundry? Do you have a nap? Um, what do you do? So I was like, all right, cool. Maybe I could do something here. Um, so from the very, very beginning, it's always been 100% gluten-free um, and we've always used organic protein. 
So all of our meat comes from a butcher that I had used personally for 10 years before I started active eating. So we've used him for over two decades now. Um, and all of our vegetables are locally sourced from Perth and WA. So some of them are organic. It's really hard to get really good quality organic vegetables. Um, and there's a lot of speculation as to whether organic vegetables are actually organic due to where the water table sits and all of that stuff. So that's not as giant a concern for me. The concern is making sure that they're all locally sourced. So they haven't mm -hmm. spent a week coming from over east or they haven't been frozen on a ship or a plane from another country to be imported when we grow them in our backyard. Mm -hmm. um, and then we don't use any crap. So we make or I make or the chefs make everything from scratch. So we made butter chicken yesterday and there's 15 spices that go into that and we make that paste, like that paste, mm -hmm. our, like the spices ourselves as opposed to getting it off a shelf because off a shelf it's been um stabilized with like gluten or thickeners or additives or preservatives or canola oil i know that you and i were just talking about this um before and i'll touch on that when we get to what's going on in the health and fitness food space um you know but there's just so much crap that gets put into things like that so that they can be on a shelf um and those are the things that are causing people to have IBS or gut issues or to hold weight um, or to feel shitty. Um, you know, lots of people aren't actually gluten intolerant. They are intolerant to the crap that we're putting into stuff. So I know personally if I eat heaps of shitty white bread from Coles or Whole Foods or whatever, you know, you have in wherever mm. you are, I feel like crap. Like there's so mm. much sugar in there and the gluten is so untreated that you start, you feel heavy and I get fluffy, my brain gets foggy. Whereas if I go and get an organic sourdough loaf from the local bakery, because it's been sitting for 72 hours and it's been treated well, I feel fine. Mm. So it's the stuff that we're doing to food. And I wanted mm. to build a business um, that was as sustainable as possible. So everything we do is recyclable. So our containers, our boxes, everything, um, we use all of our vegetables. We don't peel anything. Um, we don't really chop the ends off stuff, um, you know, and make sure that the stuff we're putting into boxes was as, as nutritious as possible. So mm -hmm. no gluten um, because the it just makes life easier for everybody. Very, very limited amount of dairy um, mm -hmm. and the best quality vegetables and proteins that we can get. And that way people know that they're eating things that have been touched less. And the less you touch like whole foods, the better it is for you because the easier it is for your body to break it down. So when we start messing with stuff that our bodies freak out. So all the low fat ice cream, um, all the sugar-free stuff, the, the way that they get that to taste good is they take all the fat out of it, which mm. your body knows how to break down because it's been doing it for hundreds of years. And they put man-made crap in there. So they put artificial sweeteners um, and artificial sweeteners get registered differently in your brain. So your brain doesn't realise that you've eaten all of this sugar and it doesn't feel satisfied. Whereas if you'd eaten the raw sugar, then your body would be like, cool, dopamine hit, and then you wouldn't eat the whole block of chocolate, mm. you know, or you wouldn't eat the whole tub of ice cream and you'd feel better because your body knows how to break those things down. Mm. It's, it's, and I think what's really interesting as well is like we see a lot of like fitness 
stuff, right? Like protein bars and like shakes yeah. and stuff and all like that. And like, just packed with like, this is how much protein is in it. But if you look at the labels and like, if, if people don't mm -hmm. know, like read the labels and like look at the first three ingredients, because that's what the food is mostly made up of. And again, I'm not a nutritionist, but this is something I do for myself is, is like, is it real? <laughs> like, is it a real, is it a word that you can prevent pronounce? Right. And so much of the stuff that I think like people are promoting and like, especially in the fitness realm there's this there's definitely this entire side where it's just all crap that's in it but it's promoted as this like healthy protein bar you know 100 um if you see like it's for me it's about numbers so if you're getting meals from a meal prep company and half the ingredient are numbers mm. then that's something that someone has created and put in there and it's not food uh it's a food coloring or it's a flavor enhancer um, or it's a preservative or an additive or a thickener. So thickeners mean gluten. Um, stabilizers often kind of mean gluten. Um, you know, so if you see numbers, then none of that stuff is healthy for you. Uh, same if you buy, as you said, a protein bar or like a packet mix to make muffins or something, you want to find things that have whole foods in them. Um, realistically, you want to find things that have proper sugars in them. I know that a lot of them, like at least 90% of them nowadays don't, they've got some kind of artificial sweetener going on. And if that is the only thing that you don't understand in that packet mix or in that protein bar, then that's probably not too bad for you. There's definitely worth, um, you know, and that's something that we might tackle at some point, but it's not, our, it's not my wheelhouse to make stuff like that. So at the moment we're just focusing on, um, what we need to be focusing on and making sure that like our labels don't have any numbers. All of mm -hmm. our stuff is whole foods. Uh, so if you're someone in the health and fitness space and you are looking to eat healthy, that would be my number one tip is mm -hmm. got numbers in it and you're putting it into your body regularly. Cause there's a lot of meal prep companies I know in Australia that have so many numbers, their ingredient lists is their ingredient lists are huge. Um, and mm. a lot of those, yeah, are not actual food. And that is what another thing that really frustrates me because people in this space should know better. Um, mm. And if you're going to promote something as healthy, then you're doing a disservice to your clients um, and to people who are less educated than you. Because as you said, you're not a nutritionist. So, I mean, you don't know everything about this, but you know more than most people. Whereas mm. most people get told you need to be eating healthier go and get healthy meals from a meal prep company um, or these are your macros like you can find them anywhere because you can you can find them in Coles you can find them in IGAs yeah. you can find them everywhere so you like your whole foods your smaller um, more upmarket um, kind of supermarkety things as well but that's the extent of what um, Joe Blog has been told mm -hmm. and he thinks that he's doing the right thing because he's gone to XYZ meal prep company who he sees plus all over his Instagram, who's got health in the name or is fitness in the name, or he knows he's a fitness meal company and it's full of shit. Mm. And that annoys yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is because I think there's a lot of people that are working on creating a healthier lifestyle, eating healthier, and they're being misled. Like even in, in Australia, they have this thing like the health star rating. And so you go to the shops, they have these health stars. And so then there's Milo. So I didn't understand Milo until I moved there. It's like a chocolate malt thing that yeah, you put, put like with milk. Nesquik or yeah. 
like a if Cadbury's made, I think Cadbury's do make one now, but I know that you guys don't have a huge amount of Cadbury's. I'm trying to think. It's like if Hershey's made a chocolate milk drink, like a yeah, chocolate I, powder that you yeah, can, and you can mix it, but it doesn't fully mix and people love it. But it has like a five out of five Hellstar rating or something. It's not, yeah, which is. And just I'm just like, it's like it. chocolate powder. Like that's like, it's so unnatural, right? And so. <laughs> people are trying to make these like good decisions and they're following like the marketing unfortunately um but we just have to be i think it's like so important to like be self-educated in this because it just like you said like if you we just go back to like let's just eat more whole foods but then i think it's so awesome having options like yours because you know we don't always have the time the energy or the creativity to to cook as well right and so if you're looking for a meal prep go somewhere that that you uses real foods using whole yeah is using whole foods and when i was over in america there were a couple that were um because it was obviously just starting out then as yeah. well and i can't even remember what it was called um and i'm sure there's some i'm sure there are some that mimic the ones that are here that are not using whole foods or healthy foods at all but i know that there were a few that were um and that's really good to see it just needs, there just needs to be more education in the space in general. So that's what we're going to be doing a lot this year because there's just, like as I was telling you, canola oil, which is in I think about 90% possibly more of the meal prep companies in Australia, which has been directly linked to cancer. So you're eating a meal prep company that is supposed to be making you healthier, that is using an oil that has been directly linked to cancer and as i told you the guys who own the bakery next door to us um which for those paying attention at home do not share an adjoining wall and none of their flour makes it over (laughs) um one of the ladies told me that canola oil was originally created by the germans um to be used as petroleum to fuel cars and that's what you're putting in your body that's so gross isn't it? Is it not just so gross? And companies are using it because um, it's about 55 bucks for 20 litres, which is about $2.50, $3 a litre, whereas our olive oil, like our extra virgin olive oil, costs us about $40, and I think that we only get three litres. I can't it, The drums are either three or four litres, um, and that's $40. So it costs us about 12 bucks. So mm-hmm. it's four times more expensive. Um so from a costing perspective, canola oil is fantastic. Um, but mm. from a, I'm running a health food company and I'm trying to mm. make it healthy and my job is to make sure that I'm looking after my clients, it's just I it, I don't even, like I can't, there's no yeah. sentence that um how disappointed I am in some, I, it's just I could never do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that I'm trying to make healthier because it's just mm-hmm. such a misrepresentation, mm-hmm. I think, for lack of a better sense. Um, and I would just feel like an absolute asshole. Mm. It's it's like it's people lacking integrity, basically, right? Yes, like, thank you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, you say you say one thing and you do something else, and unfortunately, yeah. and that's why I think we need to use our discernment and we need need to have education so people actually understand what's happening um, in these realms and kind of where what they need to look for so they don't get gypped, right? Because 
Um, yeah, we we weren't really given great nutritional education. No, and I think that they're doing better now, but a lot of us, you know, we're told drink milk, <laughs> you'll have strong bones, yeah. like finish what's on your plate. Like we weren't given a lot yeah. of great information. No, but at least I can play Mary Poppins on the flute or, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. Right. The recorder. I don't know how many sides <laughs> there are on a hexagon. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I'm, I'm stoked that there does seem to be a little bit more education going on uh, in schools and stuff, but I feel like there's not as much education as there needs to be in the adult realm in terms mm. of health and fitness and food, especially considering that meal prep is probably one of the most um, fast growing spaces in health and fitness mm. because everybody now, um, whereas, you know, when we started, it was real slow going because there wasn't as much of a thought on, on, on meal prep in general, like people were kind of just eating, whereas now people are wanting to do their meal prep. A lot more people are getting their macros done for them. Um, a lot more people are trying to eat healthier. Uh, and therefore, there's a lot more people that are like, well, I could either spend two, $300 a week and get someone to do my food for me and enjoy my entire weekend and not destroy my kitchen or I could spend my whole Saturday or Sunday or whatever mm -hmm. and then probably my Wednesday evening doing all my food, destroying my kitchen, um, not 100% sure what I'm doing and mm -hmm. probably spending 150 or 200 bucks in general, you know. Mm -hmm. Like it, I know that some for some people eating super, super boring and super bland is cost-effective and, um, and money-effective. Um, but for a lot of people, it's not. Uh, and there are a lot of people that have started putting more on onus on the fact that they'd rather spend time doing the stuff that they want to do. Mm -hmm. Spending it with their partner, spending it with their kids, learning a new skill, doing nothing, um, mm. you know, as opposed to having to worry about their meals and having to get all their tiny containers out and having to weigh everything. <laughs> When yeah. doing everything at home, you're probably meal prepping at least twice because your food yeah. won't last. Whereas, you know, we vac seal our stuff. We don't pull all the air out because I don't like that look uh, and we don't need to. The reason why companies do is because they're sending them across state. Um, so the stuff that comes to WA is already five or six days old before it even gets to WA and then it takes at least a day to get to you. So it's probably mm -hmm. close to a week old if you're ordering meals from an Eastern States company. Um, and then you're going to eat them for a week. So they're 14 days old by the time mm -hmm. at least. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas our stuff goes out the very next day, um, you know, and we've got a 10-day shelf life. So you don't need to meal prep twice because mm -hmm. they're that sealed, um, mm -hmm. which is another bonus of not having yeah. to, to do your own meal prep. Yeah. And one of the things that I noticed as well, because I used to be like anti-meal prep, but I was, it was also kind of in a period of my life where I actually really enjoy cooking um, or I yes. did enjoy cooking, but it's if I have the time and the space and the creative capacity. And so like being a, like, a, you know, business owner, a female entrepreneur, helping people around the world, I have lots of clients. Like I got to, I've gotten to a point in the past year where it's like, I love food, still love food, always love food, but it's actually been so much easier to like 
to just eat similar things or eat prepped things because it I don't get decision fatigue and I don't have to think about oh what am I going to make how am I going to make do I have enough ingredients am I like am I fueling myself properly instead of being like okay this is here I'm going to eat it and then I can go do what I love and then you know when I have time on the weekend I'll just make it myself and and look at like a beautiful meal because I enjoy that but it's like we you know if you're an average person that eats three meals a day seven days a week like it's a lot of decisions sometimes you know and if you're somebody that has as a busy life, it can actually create a lot of ease to, to kind of eliminate some of those decisions. hundred percent. And you're more likely to get a larger variety of meals, which means you're getting mm-hmm. a larger variety of spices and herbs and vegetables. So like your nutrition platform is wider. Whereas, mm-hmm. as you said, like you've got so many things to do. So if you're going to do meal prep for you and Luca for the week, you're going to make two or three, you're going to make like maybe one or two things and you're just going to eat it consistently. Whereas if you get stuff from a meal prep like company, you're looking at somewhere between four to 10 to 15, depending on where you're getting it from, different things a week. So you're mm-hmm. not going to get bored as well, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. the other thing, you know, and as you said, you don't have to try and come up with stuff to make. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just there. Um, it just goes in the microwave or if it's a salad, which we've stopped doing now because um, it's pissing down with rain outside so it's very much autumn um you know it just goes in the microwave if it's a salad yeah. you just rip the lid off and yeah you don't have to think about it yeah yeah it's it is super powerful back to nutrition i have just a question of curiosity for you because i know this is a controversial topic what do you think about keto okay so i am not opposed to any diet of any description okay. as long as there is a specific reason that you are doing it um, and it is done over a not super long, for lack of a better sentence, length of time. So I did keto for six months um, and I lost a ton of weight. Um, I felt like absolute shit for the first two weeks. Um, yeah. At one point in time, I actually said to my trainer, I, I, I need a day of just like meat and vegetables. I said, I can't eat any more dairy or I feel like I'm going to be lactose intolerant because it's a lot of dairy. What people don't understand with keto is we get heaps of people say, oh, I'm keto. And I'm like, okay, what do you mean by keto? Because people will be like, oh, I'm just like eating lots of meat and lots of green vegetables and really, really little, like no rice and really, really, really small amounts of orange veg. And I'm like, well, that's not keto, that's low carb because you don't get any orange vegetables in keto. I said, and how much fat are you eating? And they're like, oh, I'm not eating any fat. <laughs> so keto is really high protein and really high fat for those of you playing mm. at home who think that they're on keto. You're probably not. Um, and that's where it gets tricky because people think, again, that they're doing the right thing, but they're not because you've cut out whole food groups and you haven't replaced them with anything. So now you're super low calorie because you're essentially just eating green vegetables and meat, um, but you've got no fat supporting, you know, your organs or anything like that. And you've got no carbohydrates for your body to run on. So when you pull your carbohydrates, one of the other reasons why ketosis is so high in fat, one, because your body will burn fat. Okay. So that's what it's now using as its, as its energy source. All right. So in the first couple of weeks, you lose a ton of weight and it's all water weight because carbohydrates hold water. So like what rice does in the microwave or the oven or on the stove, it continues to do in your stomach. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So once all the water has left, you need something to burn. And if you don't have any fats or you don't have enough calories and you therefore your body will start breaking your muscles down, which is the complete antithesis of what anybody wants because mm-hmm. you don't want your muscles to disappear because, you know, then what is the point of training and what is the point of trying to be healthy? Um so I don't have a problem with keto as long as it's done well. And I would not be recommending it being done for more than six months. You mm. also need a real, like for me, I was really fortunate. My girlfriend at the time was super understanding. She did not care what I ate as long as it did not interfere with her red wine and pizza. Um, <laughs> she didn't give a shit. So like yeah. when we go out, I would, you know, if we go out for breakfast, I'd have like bacon and eggs and avocado and spinach and mushrooms and she'd have pancakes or something or whatever she wanted to eat or if we went out for lunch I'd have to have like steak and green vegetables or some kind of crazy salad and she could eat whatever she wanted um you know so I think that you need to be in the right mindset um you need to understand what you're actually doing because and you're gonna love this I've just got a new client and um he messaged me and he was like so I've been to see my doctor Um, and she said that I have type two diabetes, um, Mm. and I need to do keto. And then she kind of sent him on his way and I was like, okay, so so did she give you any calories or any macros or anything? And he's like, nah, I was like, all right, so are you eating any fats? And he's like, nah, I'm just eating meat and green vegetables. Like she said, no sugar, no carbs of any description. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Um, (laughs) You've said that to a guy, like, you need to lose weight. You've got type 2 diabetes. So this isn't just, oh, I'm feeling like crap or I want to lose five kilos. This is like a, a, a guy who has a considerable amount of weight to lose who now mm. has a health disorder. Mm. Like, where, again, is the integrity in that? Where mm. is the, um, not holding space, but, like, you know, how have you got your your clients back, um, you know, mm. in, said now go be free so I yeah. said I gave him a list of um two nutritionists and a dietitian that we work with um and he went and saw our dietitian I was like I would recommend her first obviously because she's got type 2 diabetes so he needs to go and see someone mm. who's as qualified as possible and so her and I have come up with his new food plan which does include carbohydrates because he's like six foot tall and 190 kilos so he can't have no carbs because, mm. you know, he's on like three and a half thousand calories a day. Mm. How could you have no carbohydrates on three and a half thousand calories a day? <laughs> okay. um, I'm 165 centimeters tall and I weigh 67 kilos and I'm on like 2000 calories a day. So he's almost on double the amount of calories as me and I eat a lot of food. Mm. Um, so I think that if someone has recommended you do keto, go crazy if you have no underlying health issues because you do need to eat a lot of dairy so if you're lactose intolerant keto is not for you um i would say if you've got gut health issues keto is probably not for you Mm. um if you have a habit of yo-yo dieting or you've got mindset issues around food keto is not for you you need to be in a real good headspace Mm. because like as i said the first two weeks were atrocious and my diet's pretty clean. Um, mm. So for me to come off all of this, all of the stuff in inverted commas that I was eating, which is pretty much just carbs and probably some dark chocolate and want to 
crawl into a hole. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're a person that's eating a lot of crap, it's going to be bad. Um, and then, you know, you need to make sure that you're in the right headspace to do it. And mm. then you need to make sure that your trainer or your nutritionist or your dietitian has got you on the way out. Because mm. yeah. you can't just go from being keto to eating all of the carbs and all of the things and, you know, one, because your body's going to freak out because it hasn't had carbs in X amount of time. Uh, and two, because you're going to freak out because, as I said, as soon as you start eating carbs again, you're going to put on some weight because carbs hold water. Mm. Does that answer that it, question? Yeah, no, it's really good. I, it's, I And I, I like hearing people's perspectives because I think at least one of the things that I've learned, and this is what I advocate to my clients, is like there's like – there's no perfect method for you until you find what works for you. Do you know what I mean? What works for me isn't going to be different than what works for you. And this goes for nutrition. This goes for mindset. This goes for like overall wellness, like everything, like life, business, everything. It's like we seem we take all these people's advice on, but we have to remember that personal development and growth, it's personal, right? Like, and so we have to figure out what our personal formula is. And so um, I think sometimes people I see just people go latching on to what well, I'm just going to do this diet or I'm just going to do this practice or whatever because XYZ yeah, person said it's going to work. Exactly, right? And it's like yeah. we have to realize that every single one of us is different. And 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 um the and this is why like going back to, you know, the work that I do is like listening to your body and really understanding your intuition is so important because you're going to yeah. your body is going to tell you ultimately what you need, you know? And so for me, like I, I am lactose intolerant. I can not, never do keto. It gives me <laughs> severe pains in my stomach. Um, and, uh, and I was vegan for a while. Um, and I, that. how was that for you? I actually really lo love vegan. Like I, I, I still identify myself as vegan sometimes, but I eat fish, so I'm clearly not vegan. Um, You're a pescatarian. A dairy-free pescatarian. Are you vegan because um, of the ethics, or because you think it's more sustainable for the environment, or because it's a very for me? It's this is, and I want to hear what you say first. Yeah. it's really interesting to hear. Um, some people's answers to this and we're going to do yeah. some info on this at some point as well but I'm yeah. interested to hear why you're vegan why it's you actually it was a combo combination of like uh, years of uh, first like it's been about 11 years I've been off dairy now and funny enough I used to drink about four liters of milk every two days Milo? when I was young uh, um sorry the Milo in it just no, milk. just, just <laughs> milk. Like I loved milk growing up, like to the point where I, cause there's no Milo in Canada. Right. So I didn't know. Okay. <laughs> um, but I would drink so much milk and it got to this point around like 18, 19, where I was just like, it was not sitting well. So I went yeah. off dairy years ago and then this is actually funny. So I lived in Copenhagen for a while. Um, on, I did a student exchange there. And when I lived there, um, that was like, I was fully shopping for myself and everything. And um, that's when I really realized, damn, meat is so expensive. <laughs> and yeah. I was a student and I'm like, especially, well, in, Copen especially in Copenhagen, both especially in Copenhagen. Yeah. And then I had some of my friends, one of my friends is vegetarian, another one was vegan. And they started to tell me, show me all these different ways I could cook. And so when I was there, I basically kind of lived as a vegan for the most part. Um, and then uh, originally it was ethically and documentaries and all of that. And so it was about 2017 that I kind of switched over off of eating meat. But for me, it was more of like, I've never 
loved meat. Like I've never been a person that's like, yeah, yes, meat. I, it never, um, yeah. Like even still, like, um, my fiance was, he was vegan, like hardcore vegan. And now he's hardcore, not vegan at all (laughs) because it wasn't good for his health. Um, and so, but the interesting thing was with my ego about in the past two years, I just had this like extreme craving for salmon. I was like, all I want to do is eat salmon. And then I'm like, why am brain food to me yeah, yeah it's right and, and then I was like everything that your body was missing exactly and I was like why am I not letting myself eat it that's stupid and so then I just started eating a salmon and fish and and then that's felt really good and it's been interesting because I actually I find this fasting but um as, have you ever looked into like blood type diets um yes. so you eat according to your blood type so uh, with my blood type and a negative it actually says to eat pescatarian like eat fish oh, cool. but meat doesn't yeah. really and so and that has been like a really cool like middle ground for me um yeah. where it feels i feel like i'm thriving um whereas my fiance like he was like he got to a point about four, four or five years into being vegan and he was like grumbling and so he started eating meat and he feels amazing right and yeah, whereas for one me, of my like, friends yeah and that, i hear that a lot pops. Yeah, and yeah, it's, so- it's interesting because I, I that's where my journey, I feel like, has reminded me everyone's different, and this is what works yeah. for me. And I honestly, 95% of the time, I have so much energy, I feel great, all of that stuff. And so I feel like that works for me. But the, I, I'm not advocating it for people. I think you got to figure out what works for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree. And we, I never drank milk as a kid because I'm not lactose intolerant, but drinking glasses of milk made me feel like I might become lactose intolerant. (laughs) Really, it's really intriguing to me. Um, And I completely understand where both of you are coming from. I've got a friend whose mum, their whole family is vegan. Um, It's, it's more of an ethical thing. And she, her last doctor's appointment was like, so your iron is 12, which is not good at all. Mm. So she's been, so she's stopped. She's no longer a vegan. Um, and I'm now in charge of finding all the places that have like really good steak and really good fish and stuff so that we can all go out and eat. Um, and she feels so much better. Yeah. For me, it's just a curiosity thing because yeah. there are a lot of people who are vegan because it's ethical and that I understand. Yeah. The people who are vegan because they think that um, it is of better service to the earth are very much mistaken because the amount of fossil fuels and the amount of impact and the amount of energy it takes to produce things like tempeh and tofu mm-hmm. um, is so much worse than it takes for meat, which essentially mm-hmm. like a cat and a poo on the grass and, yeah, there's like some carbon monoxide release because it took a dump. But then that becomes the fertilizer that then refertilizes the grass. Like when you go and buy compost or mulch from Bunnings or the hardware mm. store or wherever you get it from, what do you think that is? It's a bit <laughs> of pure. Like yeah. that is an organic compound that is going to be reused. Whereas the energy and all of the stuff that it takes to turn a bean into something that is no longer a bean, or what is even worse for me is whatever these fake meats are. And mm. if you are a vegan, and you're a vegan for health reasons, please look at the ingredient list because it's about a mile long. Um, Mm -hmm. And if I was to ever be a vegan, it would be because I wanted to put the best quality stuff into my body. And as I said, we use organic grass-fed, free-range, grass-fed and organic beef and free-range chicken. You can't get organic chicken. The salmonella content is too high. It's like it's non-existent. 
because I want to put the best quality meats into my body. Mm-hmm. I was a vegan. I would be wanting to put the best quality everything into my body and something that has been created by man, again, mm-hmm. like thickeners and stabilizers, is not going to be good for my body at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I, if you're eating fake meat or fake bacon because you miss that, because as you said, like you were craving fish, um, if you're craving that, then your body is telling you to eat it. Mm. There's a reason why you have a food craving. Um, and there are a number of sites on the internet that will tell you, like, if you're craving, um, like, chocolate and stuff, you're actually deficient in magnesium. So you need to eat mm. X, Y, and Z because these things are really high in magnesium and they'll give you what your body needs but in a healthier way. So, mm. you know, if you're craving something, I would be really, really consciously looking at is my body lacking in something? Because as I said, my Mm -hmm. friend's mum, her iron levels were dangerously, dangerously low and she had felt like shit for ages. And now Mm -hmm. she feels fantastic because they've always eaten really high quality food. She was just eating vegan stuff and she wasn't getting enough iron. And iron is the thing that makes your red blood cells red. And guess what? Mm -hmm. I just sort of need your red blood cells. Um, They're a little bit, yeah, they're important. So that's really, it's cool. I'm glad that you not caved, but listened to your body. Yeah. Um, And it was good. Fish, And I'm assuming if at some point your body is craving a piece of steak or a piece of chicken, even though it's not your jam, it's something that you'll probably eat as a one-off, you know, and I think that a lot of people need to start paying more attention to what their body is asking them for in general. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like one of the things that I, we focus on is like, as much as we can eat uh, whole foods, basically. And Luca, my fiance, he still eats like, uh, he'll sometimes eat, well, like have quite a few vegan meals a week, just out of like convenience and ease and and we like it. But again, for us, it's like, how how can we get the least processed shit, (laughs) the least processed food with like the most nutrition? And then, you know, sometimes you gotta enjoy your life and eat whatever too, right? But it's it's all in balance. And, And I think that that's just the, reminder and like for me as well like if ever I'm feeling sick or down or whatever I go to food as like how can I clean up my diet how can I cut out my sugar how can I like do like you know turmeric ginger um lemon like stuff like that like garlic chili garlic yeah all of that stuff and that's I mean that's fantastic um you know and I for us we've kind of just moved in our vegetarian vegan meals as way as a way from tempeh and tofu and stuff and soy as we can because it's just not good for you uh there's phytoestrogens and all of that stuff and that stuff actually um kind of clings to your fat uh and it bonds with fat molecules and it makes it harder for you to shred fat Uh, and it also fucks with your hormones which as a female who has estrogen is bad enough but as a male who shouldn't really have a huge amount of estrogen in their body because they're males and they have testosterone instead of estrogen, um, to be having so much of a bad, of something that's creating a bad kind of estrogen in your body is not, is not fantastic for you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like and a lot of the different, for the most part, you know, despite everyone's different beliefs and different dietary, and again, again, every single body is different. And I think that's exactly, what we need to yeah. figure out. But like the main message that I continue to hear is eat more real things and like eat less dairy. Cause I, I don't, other than keto, most people are like, look, dairy's not the best thing for you. 
Um, and I, like, I agree. I, I do agree. There are, like, I don't know how it is over in Canada. I don't know how it is over in, Mer- in America, so I can't speak to that. Um, but we've got a couple of local organic dairy companies that mm-hmm. are making, like, proper mozzarella and proper, like, Italian cheeses. Um, and if you're going to do dairy, again, it's all, all about the quality and yeah, the quantity. Absolutely. Obviously, don't smash an entire container of you know mozzarella or stradatella or whatever um but those kind of things that are are handmade and made properly um with the proper cows um you know and the proper dairy that's been treated the right way are always going to be better for you than you know like the grated parmesan cheese that's sitting in the pasta aisle in the supermarket so it's a cheese and it's in not a in a plastic bag with a zip. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not in a fridge. So first of all, how is a cheese not in a fridge is my first question. Yeah. And if you look at it, it's like anti-caking agent and stabilizer and thickener and it's like 2% cheese and a whole pile of percent other crap. So that again, you know, like if you're going to eat dairy, get a block of Parmesan cheese and grate it yourself. Um, mm, yeah. so it's, it's got nothing added to make it, you know, not stick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not because cheese is designed to stick to itself. You know, or get full fat yogurt, like pot set yogurt. Um, yeah. You know, like the real stuff, butter. not all like the, the additive stuff. stuff, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get proper butter. So, like, get really good Lerpak French butter or something along those lines. Or you know, there's an Irish brand. I can't remember what it's called. It's like grass fed and organic. It's fantastic. Um, I use it to make ghee. So mm. ghee also. Again, if you're a person who's dairy and lactose intolerant, but you want to have Vegemite and butter toast, go and buy some ghee. Way more expensive, but way better for you. Um, mm. you know, and that is butter, but it's had all of the whey, which is what aggravates people, um, is the whey taken out of it. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's like that least processed as possible, more yeah. back to like whole food, whole ingredients. And, and that's what yeah. I find is I haven't been to Europe in a while, but everyone says, you know, when you go and like to France and Europe and uh, Italy, you go walk through everyone's eating as much fucking pasta as you, and pizza. Yeah. And people are saying like, first of all, I've had people that have gone there that I know that are either celiac or gluten, you know, gluten intolerant yeah. and they're no problem at all. And secondly, because people go there and they're like, I'm losing well. weight and I'm eating as much pasta as I want. Right. Yeah. Because it's quality, um, yeah. you know, so we've got some real good flowers over in Australia and we've got some really amazing organic bakeries now that are making really, really good bread. Um, you know, so it's about making sure that you're spending probably a little bit more money, but it's better for your health. So you need to figure out where you want to sit on the spectrum. Do I want to spend less money, get cheap shit and have to worry about my health later on? Or do I want to spend more money, get better quality stuff, probably eat less of it, because it's better quality um, and know that I'm fueling my body the right way. And it's the same, you know, with the dairy. Like if you're going to eat dairy and you know that it's not fantastic for you or your body doesn't love it as much, make sure you get really good quality stuff and actually enjoy it. Mm. Like enjoy the eating of it um, as opposed Mm. to using it as a reward or just like scoffing it down in front of the television, like actually real like you know pay attention to what you're doing Mm. 
bringing that like love and that presence back to food like you know and i yeah. think that that it, it, that's the beauty i think of what your business does is it, it still gives you that high that really good quality and that convenience but then outside of that too i think yeah, I think we've just lost our touch and people forget, like for, for me and Luca, like one of our biggest investments is like health and food. Like we probably yeah. spend more money on that than we do like clothes and all the other stuff because it's like, again, I am my biggest asset. And if I don't feel good, especially as a business owner and as a, as a coach and supporting people, then nothing else matters, right? And like, yeah. I need to give like the, the best fuel to this body, right? And I think that people forget that and they're like, oh, I don't know why I feel like shit. I was like, well, what are you eating? <laughs> you know, exactly. how much alcohol yeah, are you drinking, right? <laughs> like yeah. how much sleep are you getting? And my staff, my staff asked me this morning because um, I've run out of food and I was like, you guys are going to pack this one first because I'm hungry and I need breakfast. Uh, and it was our butter chicken. Um, and they were like, what do you, what do you eat? And I said, well, obviously I get like 90% of my meals from here. And then on the weekend I'll cook or I'll go out to dinner, um, you know, cause I'll be with my girlfriends and my partner or whatever, um, you know, but if I go out somewhere, I'm going out to eat really good quality food. I said, like I had a craving for a steak on Sunday. So I went to one of my local, like there's two places in Perth that I'm really loving at the moment. I was like, but my steak, it was a $50 steak, you know? So it was a $70 meal that I went and had by myself because this place, really good grass fed, dry aged steaks. Um, They cook everything over fire. Everything's locally sourced. It was like honey roasted carrots with like pesto and um, really good quality. I think it had some feta on the bottom from one of the cheese companies that I was telling you about you know, and like fresh herbs. So it was like a whole pile of mint and basil and it was delightful. Um, and I'm, I don't have a problem with that. I would rather go and spend $50 on a piece of steak that I know has been treated really well, um, is as good a quality as I can get or as good a quality as I would buy if I was cooking it myself at home. But I said, couldn't be bothered. It was Sunday, Sunday night, um, you know, and know that I'm going to sit there and I'm going to enjoy it. I took my book. Um, I read my book, I ate my steak, it was lovely and I felt really good after it as opposed to, you know, and I don't know what, I don't know if they do this uh, in the States and in Canada, but on a Thursday, Thursday nights in Perth used to be, I'm not sure if it still is, used to be steak that. and chips. Yeah, yeah, and it'd cost you like 20 bucks and you'd get steak and chips and whatever sauce you picked and then you'd have to get a drink. Um and I used to love that and I probably still would, but the quality of food is not as great and you feel full afterwards and you feel heavy afterwards and mm. it's Thursday night and you've had like one or two drinks because you haven't gone by yourself. You've gone with a few people and then you've got work the next day. And um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting how, how certain things change. And back then I never would have spent $50 on a piece of steak. Mm. Yeah, it's it's no, interesting. Like, how, what, yeah. yeah, what we value. No, I'm right? like, these are the two places that I want to go to, um, and this is you know the minimum that I'm going to end up spending because they mm-hmm. um once in like down by the river and ones around the corner from where I live, and they've both got pretty much exactly the same steak, um, mm-hmm. and it's the same price. So I have to get that from you for for Luna yeah. when we get back to Perth because he would love that. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to go for dinner. Yeah, definitely. Done. I come to um, Perth and I'm not actually hang out in person. <laughs> yeah, well, we're getting married at the end of the year. So it'll happen. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm excited. 
This has been such a good conversation and it's, it's, um, it's, um, I'm glad I'm talking about this more on my podcast because it's something I'm really passionate about, but you know, I also love bringing in experts like yourself to have these conversations because I think it's important to get multiple opinions and like everyone listening to this, like, again, do what works for you. Like you're not me, you're not jazz. Like you have a different body, you have a different history, you have a different life and like tune into, you know, when we have the ability to tune into what our body needs, a lot of us actually end up knowing, right? Like, and there, and then also keep educating yourself as well. Exactly. Or find someone who is educated. Like I get so many questions. People ask me stuff all the time. Um, and I might not go back to you within five minutes because obviously I'm running a business and we're busy, but I don't have an issue answering questions. Um, and a lot of dietitians and nutritionists will answer the questions for you as well because, you know, at the end of the day, we're in an industry where we're here to be of service to people. And for me, I would rather spend my time educating, which is why I've started doing lives. Um, and more podcasts, like, and just giving away free information and free knowledge so that people know what to do as opposed to Mm -hmm. having to try and fix stuff for people later on, which, of course, also happy to do. Um, But I just feel like if I know how to help, why would I not? Like it's 15 minutes or 20 minutes or I know that you and I have been talking for a while now, but it's a bit different because there's someone to banter off but like you know a 15 20 minute live on a topic of that is super relevant to a whole pile of people that is being completely misrepresented in the health and fitness realm um is nothing for me you know and I've always said that like if someone has a differing opinion or if I've gotten something wrong like please tell me I'm always happy to learn um but I, you, I make sure that I know what I'm talking about before I start talking about it um, so that I don't look stupid and so that I am not miseducating people. When yeah. I talk about what we do and why we do it and why I don't think that the people that are putting canola oil or thickness or stabilizers or whatever into their meal, into their healthy meals, should be calling them healthy meals. Mm. it's not because I'm trying to steal other people's businesses. It's not because I think that I'm better than anybody else. It's not because I you know, want to be the queen of the world. It's because irrespective of whether or not you then decide to pick our meal prep company or someone else's meal prep company or do your own meals, at least you have the education to know that if I'm trying to be a healthy person, it doesn't matter that these meals are cheaper. They're not going to make me healthy because they've got X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. In them. So do I want to spend more money and buy her meals or do I want to do it myself at home? Mm-hmm. And I'd mm-hmm. rather you do it at yourself at home if that's going to be a benefit to you, then buy any meals at all. Then mm. be buying stuff that you think is helping when it's really not. Mm. Yeah, and, and you being misled ultimately, right? Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for this conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up today? I think that's it. I think we've covered everything. If there's okay, cool. anything that anyone felt that wasn't covered that they want, you know, some clarity on, as I said, like come and find us and, flick me a dm or an email and definitely happy to answer questions same with you dan obviously you and i chat quite a bit if there's anything that pops into your brain that we've forgotten to talk about love it appreciate it and i'll put all the links um to active eating below um if you're wanting to check them out or order from them or any of those obviously for my friends in canada and um north america they'll be waiting for your global domination yeah Yeah. we're not (laughs) sitting there Let's just get the rest of Australia first. 
Yeah. Uh, I visit B2 over in Queensland at some point first and set up there. Um, yeah. So that will be the rest of Australia for us because it will only nice. take a day to get from Queensland all the way down. So that's yeah. fine with me. So we'll have a kitchen in Perth and a kitchen in Queensland. And then I've got a few people in America who keep telling me where I need to start, but I could be persuaded to um, to start in Canada. Start in Canada. Yeah, you know Canadian. Vancouver, they love it. It's a very like healthy lifestyle place. So it yeah, is good... I've, I've been to Vancouver before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good for that. Everyone's yogaing and running and hiking. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Thank you so much, Jazz. I hope everyone has enjoyed. If you need anything else, send her a message and have a beautiful day. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>